percent of exponential growth. Um, thank you. What a hell of a two years uh, that you've grown the company, and thank you. That's why our, our our stocks are growing like crazy. So appreciate your work. I tell you, it's all the amazing uh, you know support from the agents, and um, I'm telling you, we've got the best of the best, John. I'm just excited to be here, buddy. Thank you. All right. Well, it is. It's 11 o'clock. Uh, welcome to Power Half Hour, everyone. Today, obviously, we have a very, very special guest, the Vice President of Expo Exponential Growth of EXP Realty. Uh, he's my mentor, my senior business partner, and he was also uh, a police officer before, so I kind of got scared about that. <laughs> I didn't do anything wrong, but uh, welcome, Chris. Thank you for being here. Yeah, John, thank you so much for, um, for having me on the, the show. I'm a big fan of this program every week. Um, John, what you're doing and the lives that you are touching daily. Um, I'm so proud of you, John. And um, I'm so honored to be partnered with you um, in business. So thank you. Thank you. Wow. Uh, very nice words. Thank you so much. Uh, so yeah, do, do share with us. I mean, uh, today we know you as our vice president. You have 700 agents uh, plus agents in your organization. Uh, you sold thousands of homes. I mean, it, it, life's great. You got a plane, right? You got nice cars, uh, but it, it didn't always start out like this. So we want to hear a little bit about you and how you got started in your journey. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I think uh, sometimes people see an end result and they want the end result with, without understanding what it takes to get there, right? Um, I mean, I'm trying to get in shape. Does anybody else feel me on this? You can raise your hand. This is a safe place. You know, I, I need to lose like 20 pounds, right? And I see other people that have, you know, great bodies, right? I mean, I live on, in, on, in a beach area, right? So, I mean, there, there's, you know, guys jogging all the time over and I'm like, man, you know, I want to get that, right? And it's so easy to look at that and say, that's what I want to look like. Right. Like that's easy. I can, I can sit down and envision it in my mind all day that that's what I look like. But when it comes down to putting the discipline, the time, the effort right into it, that's where it's a whole different story. And, um, you know, that's where I've really started uh, focusing my, my business on, you know, a few years back was consistency and, mm. um, and I'm going to get there with my physical, uh, you know, health and body, you know, it's baby steps for me. Um, I just, I hate working out. I'm just being honest with you. I, hate it. I, I don't find enjoyment in it. it it's not something I, I want to do. Um, but I know I have to, and, um, and there's a big why there. Cause I know if I don't do it now, mm. you know, in 15 to 20 years, I, I could suffer severe health issues. I could shorten my life by decades. So mm. I've got to have a why that's pushing me to start taking those, uh, those actions and um, so it's a lot like business, man. I hope is that is that okay? I'm transparent with everybody. I'm gonna well, let you know my absolutely. my failures too. Is that okay? Of course. <laughs> people people always see the success. They don't see the failures along the way that got you to this point, and they want to go from zero to one hundred real fast. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I can um, I can see that. So I'll kind of go back a little bit. Um, you know, even before my professional career. You know, growing up, um, I, I didn't come from, you know, a wealthy family. Um, I really came, you know, with an example of a father of what not to do in life. Um, so for me, you know, some kids, 
you know, go through life and they look at a role model of how they're going to, to live their life or what they're going to accomplish. And so for myself, I didn't have that role model. So I had to look at what I didn't want to go through life like, <laughs> right? right? Which can motivate you just as much. You know, I, I had to go, I'm not going to do that. Um, these are things that I won't repeat and had to start, you know, developing that as a young age. Um, so there was a time, you know, and I'm not going to get all the details, but there was a time growing up that I really wanted someone just to rescue me from situations. You know, I don't know if anyone's ever felt that before, but you wanted someone just to rescue you from a situation. And um, so law enforcement was really, um, you know, a profession that I was passionate about because I felt like I could be that person to rescue some people from situations that they didn't want to be in. And as a kid, that's what I was looking for. So now I was able to be that person, right, that I didn't have. And, um, and I found, you know, great pride in that. And um, I, I love the profession. Um, guys, I'm telling you right now, anybody that's doing law enforcement out there, we need to be appreciative of them. We need to say thank you. You know, they're sacrificing, you know, their time with their family, potentially their life. They don't make much money. Okay, it's a very little amount of money. And it's so that we can enjoy the freedoms that we are enjoying. It's so that we can feel that sense of security when we go to the store or we need someone to come help us. We know we can pick up a phone and someone's coming. So we need to really be grateful for um, the law enforcement out there that's helping us today. Um, so I had a life experience happen that got me into real estate. And as I've spoke to thousands of agents across the nation, what I've learned is most people have a life experience that happened that got them into real estate. There's very few people that said, I wanted to be a real estate agent since I was a little kid. That's all <laughs> I wanted to do was sell homes, have a hundred bosses, you know, make a lot of money, then be bankrupt, make a lot of money, then be bankrupt, right? The cycle of real estate every 45 days, happy, happy, sad, 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 happy, happy. So when I started really digging into the purpose of why people were, were living this crazy lifestyle of, of, of real estate, because they can be, right? We all know that, you know, many agents are, are living just a, a, a hectic, life trying to, to support their families uh, through the sales of real estate. Um, there was a reason why something happened. So for me, my daughter was born with some medical um, issues. And I didn't know how long that it was going to take for this to be corrected. I didn't know how much money it was going to take. But I knew one thing. I knew one thing. I was her daddy. Right? Mm. That's all I needed to know. I was her dad. And, and my responsibility is to take care of her. There's nothing more that I needed to know. So I had to figure out how to start making some real money. <laughs> okay, mm -hmm. I remember, John, I know you and I, we talk about this, you know, uh, of prior days. But, you know, I remember during that time, I was bringing home $2,000 a month. Wow. You know, $2,000 a month was my take home. You know, and that was to pay for the house, for the car, for groceries. You know, I was the only one with income coming in. You know, and I look back now and I go, that's crazy. Like, like, how is that even possible? And so when this happened, I had to take massive action. So um, I had a good friend of mine uh, who became a mentor of mine. And what's really crazy in life, you'll find out how, you know, your mentors can one day become your mentees. Mm. I'm going to say that one more time. Your mentors one day can become your mentees. Okay changes everything. So don't ever think that the ceiling is, is where your mentor is at. 
Okay, never think that because you can surpass the people that were mentors at different stages in your life. So I, I had this mentor. Um, he was selling real estate, you know, like in a tank top and he was driving a Mercedes. And I thought if you drove a Mercedes, you were rich. So I said, I need to make some money. And if he can do it, I can do it, right? So I got my real estate license. And I remember, you know, so, so many agents, um, you know, get their real estate uh, license and they ask, they ask a question. They ask, what do I do now? And that always takes me by surprise because you have a real estate license. The next step is to sell a house, right? <laughs> like, like, like that's the next step. It's not, what do we do now? So I remember I got my real estate license and I knew instantly now it was time to sell homes. I didn't worry about marketing strategies. I didn't worry about how was I going to say a script to somebody, right? I knew I needed to make money and my vehicle to make that money was to sell homes. So to sell a house, I just had to put myself in the way of buyers, right? That's all I had to do. And so I, uh, I do a keynote speech. Uh, John's heard it before and it's winning with opportunity, okay? Mm. And, you know, opportunity is so important, right? Because we all have choices, okay? The same person in the same market at the same company, right? I mean, with the same president that's in office, right? With the same, you know, virus that's going around, Okay the same exact circumstances, one person in the office can be selling millions of dollars and the other is selling zero. Why is that? Mm. And it's because of the decisions that one makes with the choices that they have. So I've learned the power of decision is to make sure that I'm constantly stepping in to the path of opportunity. And how I see the path of opportunity, opportunity is like a train on a train track, right? We know where train tracks are. Most people, can you think of a train track in your mind right now? Yeah, I can. I know where one is, right? I know where it is. I have to physically go to that track, right? To see the train. And then I got to wait. And many times when a train comes by, it comes by quick, right? So you got to be there at the right time or else you're going to miss it. And then once a train goes by, a train can't just go in reverse and come back to you. So what I was like is when a train goes by, if you're not there at the right time to take advantage of that opportunity, you miss it. So yes. it's learning how to be in the path of opportunity. Mm -hmm. So when I got into real estate, John, it wasn't like it was now. Okay. I mean, right now there's so many buyers, right? Anybody, I hate to say this guys, I'm saying that, but anybody that just goes out there and puts your name out there, you should be able to sell some real estate right now. Um, and I hear this over and over again, which is very concerning to me as I'll ask someone, why are you so successful right now? Why, why do you think you're so successful? And they go, it's just me. Mm -hmm. It's just me. People love me. It's just me. And I'm sorry. No, it's not. It's called, it's a very hot market right now. That's why you're selling homes. But mm -hmm. if it's just you and you're relying on that people just like you, you have not built a foundation of a business. And when the market shifts, not if, it's when, you're going to have a very, very hard time surviving. And I'm very passionate helping agents uh, build a foundation and be a CEO of their company. So when I got into real estate, it was right after the crash. Everybody remembers the crash, right? 2008, 2009. Oh my gosh. I mean, how many agents went bankrupt? I know agents here that were living on, on this private island, just having a great life. And then after that, gone. I mean, they, they were selling their home short sale for a quarter of the price they bought it for, right? So it was like a light switch because so many agents only were doing one thing. 
They were doing one thing. They were going, people like me. That's why I'm selling real estate. That's what they were doing. And they just thought this would just keep going and it would just never come to an end. But when their business was tested, it all fell apart. And that's because there was no foundation it was ever built on. Okay. It's so important to have that foundation. So what I got in, so people said, why are you getting into real estate, Chris? This is the worst time ever. And I thought, well, no, it's probably the best time because so many are leaving. <laughs> you know, <laughs> everybody was leaving, right? And I'm coming in. And I think it was my law enforcement mentality, right? Uh, you know, I remember, you know, getting called, you know, to a, to a situation where there's a gun. There's a guy with a gun and everybody's running this way and I'm running in towards the person, right? <laughs> so I was very, uh, very used to running against the norm. Right. So for me, this was great opportunity. I was like, let them go. You know, I would tell them, yeah, it is awful. It's an awful time to get into real estate, right? Let them go, whatever. I know what I'm doing. I know what I have to do. So I had to deal with the circumstances that were at hand. Is anybody worried about what could happen in two years or five years from now? Raise your hand. If somebody, John, you raised yours. Steve, hey, buddy, great to see you. So many great faces. Raise your hand if you're worried about it. Here's what I can tell you. No matter what the market does, no matter who the president is, no matter what you know disease is going on at the time, right? There's always an opportunity to make money if you can just get past the fears in your own mind. Okay, if you can stop worrying about that, stop worrying about what's happening in two to five years, and instead become an expert at winning with opportunity, you won't have to ever worry about money again. Mm. You don't have to worry about it anymore. Because there will always be an opportunity with the right decisions that you make. So I remember uh, this is, I mean, brand new in real estate, John, right? What did they teach us then? You know, sit in the office, wait for the phone to ring. Guess how many, guess how many buyers were calling during the crash to buy a home in the office? Zero. Zero. So I learned real fast that the office, okay, was the worst place to be (laughs) real fast. The only thing that was happening at the office was other agents complaining about not being able to sell real estate, okay? Mm. The only thing that was happening at the office was insecure people trying to hide their insecurities in other people. Mm. And I said, this is not what it's about. So I made a decision. I mean, this was in my first week. I made a decision not to be in the office. I said, that is not where real estate is sold. And look at how much we've, <laughs> look at how much the industry's changed since then, right? I mean, now we know the value proposition of an office is, is almost extinct now, okay? It's, it's gone. But back then, that was still a belief system that the office, false belief system, that the office was a value proposition. So I said, I got to put myself in the path of opportunity. I've got to put myself where buyers are. So this is when Zillow and other uh, um, online marketers were just kind of coming up. Okay, this was just a new, a new age of technology. And um, I thought, you know, people are searching for homes. They still are. We know people are still buying, right? There were some great deals out there, but they weren't walking into an office. Mm. Why? Because a lot of times they don't want to feel like pressure to buy something, right? I mean, how many people like car shopping? I love cars. I hate car shopping. I hate it right? As soon as you pull up, there's 12 of them staring at you. And it's like, oh my God, right? I I don't like it, right? And that's kind of how it's felt, I think, sometimes with with real estate agents. Um, So I said, I'm going to put myself in the path of buyer. So I would find the best deal that was happening, the best deal that was happening in my market. And I'd go sit in the driveway because it was a bank-owned home that was unoccupied. Why can't you sit in the driveway? right? I'm a real estate agent. So I make an appointment. So I had the access info, right? I even put in the notes, not sure what time, 
right? I mean, I covered everything because I wasn't sure if I was even going to show a house that day. And I'd sit in the driveway waiting for a car to come down the street real slow. Okay, guys, I was sitting at the train track. You guys understand where I'm going with this? I was sitting at the train track. I had to be there at the track. And then I had to wait for the train to come. That car was my train of opportunity. Mm. And then as soon as I see him slow down and kind of looking out the window at the house, I jump out of the car and I'd be like, Hey, Bill, Bill. I never got a name right. Never did. Okay. But Hey, Bill, Bill. And they'd wind down. He's like, no, no, I'm not Bill. I'm, I'm George. And I go, Oh, George. Oh, I was hoping to meet a bill. Right. I, I was, that's what I was hoping to meet that day was a bill, but I didn't, I met a George. So I'd say, Hey, are you coming to look at this home? And, and the guy would say, you know, George or the lady, um, they'd say, oh, we're, we're just driving by. You know, we saw it online. And I'd go, hey, well, no problem. I have it open. Do you want to see the inside real quick? I've got a few minutes. I'll show you the inside. Guys, I was getting sale after sale after oh. sale by just thinking differently. Okay. At that time. And guess how many times I, I actually sold the house of where I met the person. Zero. I never sold the house that I showed them, right? That's not what I was trying to do. I was never trying to sell that house. I was trying to get in the way of opportunity in front of someone that I know is looking to buy where I could build a relationship to help them accomplish their goal. And I remember still today, I'm not going to say this person's name, they might be watching this, but I remember this still today. There's this one agent that consistently sold about a million dollars a year. And I'm sure they're still selling a million dollars a year because when I drive by their car's still in front of the office every day. Okay. It hasn't changed. If you're in that habit, okay, that's going to be your income. Okay. If you're making 50,000, look at your habits because if you don't change those habits, you're not going to change your income. Okay. So I remember walking in with three or four checks at a time now. I mean, I'd be going to closing, closing, and I'd keep it for the week, three or four. Then I'd walk in. And I remember he looked at another agent and they looked at you and said, What the heck? He's selling these homes and, and they weren't selling anything. And the words he said next to me is something that was so powerful that I realized how easy it is for us, right? To make ourselves feel better when we know we should be doing more, mm. right? We know we should be doing more, but we say things to make ourselves feel better and to make us believe certain ways. And he looked at the other person. He goes, don't worry about it. It's just beginner's luck. Ooh. Just beginner's luck. That's your first hater in real estate. <laughs> <laughs> but think about that. You know, how, how easy is it then for a person to feel better about themselves? Oh, it's just beginner's luck. It'll go away. I'm not going to do anything different. I'm not going to try harder. It's just beginner's luck. Okay. We've got to understand that when we put action into things, okay, I don't care what the action is. Sometimes it will be things that produce from, from that actual action. But I believe that if we just keep putting action into our goals and our desires, that life will reward us, okay? I, I remember at a time I was holding a self-made sign with my face on it, okay? On street corners, the busy street corners, right? You ever seen those sign guys? Yes. I'm not good at throwing the sign, okay? So it looked awful. So I was holding my own sign with a hat on and sunglasses because I didn't want them to know that it was me on the sign. And I'd stand at the street corners, for hours a day. And it literally said, I, I, I'll sell your home for 2%. Wow. You know, like at that time, because there was no listings. It was all bank owned stuff. 
And, and I had to do something. I had to do something to generate. And I held it. And I remember sometimes people would wind down the window and ask a question and I'd try to change my voice. So when they <laughs> called, they wouldn't know it was me. You know, I would talk differently. It probably sounded awful, but I would say, say it differently. But here's what I, I, I do know. I know two things for sure. Okay, I know two things for sure. One thing I know is I was selling a lot of real estate. Okay, my first 90 days, I was a multi-million dollar producer. Okay, and I didn't stop. I never looked back. Okay, never looked back. So I know I was selling a lot of real estate. Okay, but the second thing I know for sure, I don't know if anyone ever bought a house from me because of those signs. <laughs> I know. Okay, but I know I was doing something. You were doing I something. I know I was putting that out there. And I truly believe if we just keep putting it out there, if we keep doing what we need to do, life will reward you. Um, there was a powerful uh, podcast I was listening to the other day. And, you know, they're talking the Bible verse, you know, prayer without works is dead. Right. And, and I always keep that in my mind. You know, if we have two feet and we have two hands and we have the ability to do something, then go out there and do it. It might not be the right thing, but do something because doing nothing, I can guarantee you, is absolutely the worst decision that you can make. So, John, I know we're coming up on time, so I'm going to try to fast forward real quick if that's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so when I, I started making real money. I wanted to add a little bit to what, what I hear you say right now. Matthew Ferry used to tell us uh, that he had a client that um, cold called um you know, a hundred people a day, he would cold call them, but then he wouldn't get any leads from it. He wouldn't get any deals from it, but he got referrals as a result from a completely different source that had nothing to do with what he was doing, but he was putting the actions and intentions out there that I'm doing something. I love right? that. So I, that, that kind of aligned with what you're just saying now. So appreciate you bringing that up guys, take action, whatever <laughs> it is, putting it out there, right? Action. Yes. So, you know, fast forwarding guys, I want to really leave you with this. Um, you know, John wanted me to ask, you know, to share with you guys, you know, when I made my first seven, you know, figures in real estate and, um, and I remember, and, um, for many of you that might sound like a great thing for me, it was one of the worst things that ever happened to me in life. Um, so I made seven figures, you know, my, my first, you know, not my first year in real estate, but the first year I made seven figures, it was probably about four years five years into the, uh, into the industry of me choosing this profession. And it wasn't just through, um, opening doors. You know, I made seven figures through house flipping, selling homes personally and running a brokerage. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's how I did my first seven figures. Now, if you put those three things together, okay. What does that take a majority of time, your time? Okay. So I was so focused on hitting this seven figure number that I completely missed some of the greatest memories that I could have had in, in life with my kids. Okay. I completely missed being able to, um, to really give some guidance, right. To set my kids, you know, on the, the straight path. If you're a parent listening to this, you understand what I'm saying. We only have so much time with our kids before the world, right takes them. And now it's up to them to make those right decisions. So I remember just burning, you know, uh, at all ends going through this. And uh, my daughter came up to me and, um, you know, we, we'd hit the seven figures. Ooh, great. Right. I'm making seven figures now. Um, I'm going to tell you, my life didn't change drastically. So if you think it's going to change for you when you hit the seven figures, I hope it does for you, but something different for me, it, it didn't, it was just, it was just another dollar amount. 
Okay. It was just another dollar amount. That was it. And I learned that chasing the dollar left me so empty. And uh, my daughter one day, she goes, uh, hey, dad, would you play Barbies with me? And this is what radically changed my life from right here of how I operate today now. And I said, yeah, of course I'll play Barbies with you. She was about five years old at the time. And um, I said, hang on, go to your room. I'll be right there. So she goes into her room and I grab my phone. We all have these, right? Mm -hmm. And for so many of us, this phone equals security for our family, right? It equals kind of even who we are. It defines us because this, this phone has made us our career. It's been the connection to the money that we put into our bank account. So it's always been a good thing for us. We look at this phone as a good thing and technology. It's made it so much easier to always be connected and to be able to do more in business. And I walked into the room with my daughter and she goes, daddy, daddy, stop, stop. And she started to cry. And I said, Ashlyn, what's wrong? She goes, don't come in here with that. Mm. And she's bawling. And I said, what do you mean? Like, I was upset with her. Like, why are you acting this way? Now, you know, she's a five-year-old emotional girl to begin with, right? And I'm a dad trying to figure out all these things. I was like, why are you acting like this? Like, I, I just won't play with you. Like, what's wrong with you? And she said these words. And please, I hope this speaks to someone on this call today. She goes, dad, I know if you come in here with your phone, it will ring and you'll walk out and you won't come back. The one person that I was running from my entire life was my father. Never wanted to be like him. Never wanted to be there, but not present. Never wanted to, um, you know, duplicate that feeling to my kids of not having someone present in their life. And when my daughter said that to me, everything broke down because I knew I had walked out on her, not just hundreds of times, but probably thousands of times. And I thought that I was doing the right thing because I thought by walking out with her, out of her, you know, to, to answer this phone, walking out, I was providing, I was being a good dad. I was doing the things that I thought was going to make me, you know, a proud father. But I realized at that moment, all the things that I was chasing, all the things that I was doing, I was doing nothing but repeating the things that I said that I would never be as a father. And I drastically, we had to change everything drastically after that day said, we're redesigning the wheel. And I'll tell you guys, anybody on this call can do that. Anybody can redesign how you want your life to look, where you want to put your time, what's very valuable to you. And that can change year after year. Don't think you have to write it once and live by it. Okay. As you grow, okay. Different things will become priorities for you. And we've been able to now grow a very strong, okay, seven figures through sales, through uh, agents on teams, through stock. We have all different sources of income that are coming in yearly. But guess what? We also get to retain time. Time. We do it on our timeline. We do it when we want to do it, not when the client wants to do it anymore. Not out of the fear that I need more money in my bank account anymore. And I'm telling you, once you can master that, it will change everything. Your relationships, your finances, your career, 
everything for you will change. And that is my hope and desire and dream for everybody. And John, I know we're coming up. If you want to talk a little bit about what we do to help agents achieve that lifestyle. Well, on the clubhouse show, I'm a little speechless that hit me um, pretty hard. So thank you for that. Uh, My daughter is two and a half years old, so I don't want to have to have that sort of uh, thing happen where she's bawling when I'm when I'm with my phone. So thank you for sharing that. that, that guys, that was the first time I've heard that. Um, so guys, uh, at 12 o'clock uh, Pacific Standard Time, Chris and I will be uh, on Clubhouse and we will be talking about um, how we got to seven digits. And, and, you know, more importantly, Chris, I think we should talk more about how to get to seven digits and not kill your family, your relationships and your health. Absolutely. Okay. So do, do join us at uh, 12 o'clock on, on, on Clubhouse and we will be there and, and Chris will be sharing more. Uh, Chris, any last thoughts uh, for, for the audience? Yeah, I'd like to leave everyone with this. Don't, don't make my mistakes. You know, if you learned anything from this today, I hope just one person will understand that no matter how much money you make, okay, there's one thing that you can never buy and that's time, Okay. So what I live by now and what I try to help so many people understand and achieve is to do life full time. We get one life. We get one opportunity. We get one shot with our kids, with our family, with our loved ones. Okay. Do life full time. So many people are out here just working full time. And then at the end of that career that they've chosen, many die shortly after. Some die before they even get to the end of the career. And all those things that you were going to do, all those ambitions that you had, all those desire, I will do this when this happens, when I retire, when I make this much money. Guys, no one is guaranteed another breath on this earth. But what I can guarantee you is you can start designing right now, right now today, how you want your days to look here while you're here on earth. I love you all. Thank you so much, John, for having me on the show today. Thank you. All right, guys, follow Christian Bear on uh, Facebook, on Clubhouse and on Instagram. Um, Chris, thank you so much for today. That really hit home for me. I hope for the audience as well. Thank you very, very much. We'll see you all soon. Thank you, Chris. Okay, we'll see you. Bye-bye. Thank you.